Well, we're into our series of culture wars. Uh, very interesting topics, which we'll be bringing up each week. We've already entered into two. We had uh, Jody here last week talking about the issue of abortion. And um, these are the things that we need to tackle as Christians. We should have answers. We should also be aware of things in our world. You know, I talk to a lot of people and people from other churches, and they say, hey, I love what your church is speaking on because our church avoids those tough questions, those tough issues. They don't want to go there. And I said, well, we're always going to go there because Jesus went there. Jesus t tackled the tough issues of his day. He, he spoke into those things. You know, in fact, our world today is under a great attack, a very big attack. And uh, when we understand where that attack's coming from, we, we can understand why it is. In fact, when you read the first chapters of Genesis up to chapter 11, it has all the uh, foundations of God's Word, why we do what we do, even why we wear clothes. I mean, that sounds funny, but why do we wear clothes if we're in hot climate? There's everything, every answer in there. But every answer in there is being attacked today, is being attacked by the world. And we know what the world is part of. And uh, we are not going to go there as people. We need to stand on God's Word, on God's truth. We need to understand that God is for us, the devil is a liar, and we win. Amen? Each attack of the devil is carefully constructed and, uh, because, and orchestrated too. The devil knows he's got a short time. Because as much as we read our scripture and we know we win in the end, the devil knows he loses at the end. And he's out to destroy, do as much damage as he can on the way out. But he doesn't do it in a big way where you see it. Obviously, he's a deceiver, it says. He's the father of all lies. So he does things subtly. He does things behind the scenes. That's why the Bible always tells us to bring everything to the light so it can be seen. The devil works in the opposite. He works behind the scenes in the darkness. In 1 John 3, 8, it says, The devil sins from the beginning. For, his purpose, for this purpose, the Son of God was revealed that he might undo the works of the devil. Jesus came to undo the works of the devil. There is many of them in our world. Jesus broke the power of sin and death over us on the cross to give us freedom. And we're losing our freedoms today. We need to stand firm in those freedoms. Galatians 5.1 says, Then stand firm in the freedom with which Christ made us free, and do not be held again with a yoke of slavery. You know, I just find it very hard how so many people are given over their freedoms right now. Because of fear. Fear not, the Lord says, for I am with you. Each week in this series, we're going to be exposing the different works of the devil, and I'll be exposing you one today, and I'll tell you what that is in a minute or two, keep you in suspense. <laughs> but 2 Corinthians 2.11 says this, we should not, Paul says this, we should not be overreached by Satan, for we are not ignorant of his devices. Unfortunately, some people are ignorant of his devices. They cannot see what is happening right now in our world. I'm telling you, if you read your Bible, you'll get an understanding of what's happening right now. God gave us a book called the Bible that gives us all the warnings of the things to come. And it wasn't a warning to scare you, it was a warning to prepare you. We must be prepared for the things that are coming. And knowing that, don't worry, God is with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. We should know that... If we should not fear, for God is ultimately in control. God is the known. He is the creator, all-powerful, omnipresent. He is with us today. 
God is the creator, the devil is the destroyer. God is all truth, the devil is the father of all lies. We are here to work together with God. We don't need to hear from the false fact checkers. I get sick of the fact checkers. <laughs> At nearly every social platform that I was on, I got fact checked every five minutes. And uh, I go, oh, that really gets me because I know what I'm saying is true. Uh, and if you do, so I check the fact checkers. <laughs> I did. I had this kind of little ongoing thing with, uh, I think it was my brother-in-law at the time, and he was quoting stuff, and I said, that's rubbish. I said, and he, he presented me with a fact checker's quote. So I checked the fact checker, and I found the fact checker wasn't actually an expert, but he was actually working for the corporation that was putting out the agenda for what that was behind. And this is the case. They all lead back, all roads lead back to Rome, as they say. So these fact checkers are being paid to discredit the truth. And we need to be aware of that and uh, understand that. So fact checkers mean nothing. They haven't got a clue what they're talking about. What we need in our world is Bible checkers. We need truth checkers. People that are going to bring forth the truth regardless of the cost. I'm telling you, if you speak out the truth, it's going to cost you something. Somebody's going to get upset with you. Somebody's not going to like what you say. They're going to come back at you go, oh, where's that? And I challenge you all, everything I say today, check it for yourself. Be a Bible checker. Check everything I say. Check the sources I say. You can do all that. And I encourage you to do that. I don't want you just going with an opinion and saying, well, I don't agree with Pastor Ian, whatever. Well, what's that opinion based on? You need to do some checking because a lot of people have opinions. But if you want the truth, you need to seek the truth. And the truth will set you free. Amen. Okay, let's... Uh, Let's go into a verse which I want to start on uh, in 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 12 through to 16. If you can put that up there for us, please. 1 Peter 3, 12 says, For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears open to their prayers. But the Lord's face is against those who do evil. And who is the one who will harm you if, become, if you become imitators of good? But if you also suffer for righteous sake, you are blessed. And do not fear their fear, nor be troubled. It's important to hear that verse for where I'm going in a minute. Do not fear their fear, nor be troubled. But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts and be ready always to give an answer to everyone who asks you a reason of hope in you with meekness and fear. Having a good conscience, conscience that while they speak against you as evil doers, they may be shamed, those falsely accusing your good behavior in Christ. Let me just pray before I get started on all that. Heavenly Father, I thank you today for your word, for your word is truth. And we don't need to fact check your truth because it is truth. Father, we know there's many lies out there. We know who the father of lies is. But Father, we've come in your name today to expose those lies. And Father, we pray as we look at your word, we will find truth because it's your word that sets us free from all the lies and fear and shame that comes with all that. Father, today I pray that uh, you open our hearts to receive truth. I pray, Father, for everybody here. And I pray, oh God, everything I speak, that you, God, you'll direct my, my thoughts, my path, my words, that they bring you glory. Father, I thank you this day in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Well, this uh, passage here has so much in it, but uh, I'm going to sort of just use that as an entry point, but I'm going to go a little bit all over the place probably. Um, on the su subject that I'm dealing with. But first of all, I want to just pick up on that verse where it says, be ready always to give an answer to everyone who asks you a reason of the hope that is in you. That is so important 
I said in all things. You know, there's a reference there, of course, the hope in us is Jesus Christ. The hope for us is knowing the truth. The hope for us is knowing his word. And if we don't know any of those, we're lost ourselves. I found understanding the times that we live in and having an understanding of God's word, what he has to say on that, is so helpful as a witness to others. I remember in the 80s when I was uh, working as a uh, mechanic and a, a delivery driver and a few other things, I just picked up everything, um, that I would be sent out quite often to do deliveries to different mechanics, and I'd start having these little chats. And what I found that people in, in the world I travel, many people were going through different issues or seeing things happen in their world they didn't understand. They go, you know, the world's crazy. Well, we think it's crazy now. They were thinking it back then as well, in the 80s, 90s, uh, around that time. And I realized, you know, this scripture says, you know, be ready always to give an answer to the hope that, and the reason, the hope in you. And people would say to me, go, you know, you don't seem to be worried about what's going on. And I said, no, because I've got some hope. And they said, well, what's that about? It gave me an opportunity to share the gospel of good news. And, uh, and what I actually did at that time, there was a, a traveling evangelist, Barry Smith, coming through, and I bought all his tapes talking about what was really going on and what was coming forward in the, the days ahead. And I was just fascinated because uh, it took us to the book of Revelation, Daniel, and all these other connected books on future events. Well, as I got a hold of that, that material, I started sharing it with everyone. You know, I just started saying, well, this is what's happening. Really? Who, who is this group? You know, who, who are these people because in that time as it is now people the devil likes to use this phrase to try to shut people down conspiracy theorists okay conspiracy theorists is used a lot when they try to shut you down if you say something opposes the narrative of the mainstream news they will call you a conspiracy theorist they're not proving themselves they're not going to prove anything they just want you to go along what they say otherwise you're a conspiracy theorist well, I say I'm a conspiracy factualist. Is that a word? <laughs> it is now. I make words up all the time. So uh, I say it's not a theory. Someone said the difference between uh, the uh, conspiracy theory and fact is about six months. Because generally that's what happens. You release something, everyone goes, it's rubbish, rubbish, rubbish. And then within six months it's proven to be true. So we... We need to be uh, voices that can speak out that truth. Now, I remember um, meeting a lot of guys in that time that were going through the issues we were going back in the early 90s and things, and I started bringing answers of why I had hope and showing them what was going on in the world. And you know what? Most people know the world's not right. Most people know there's something wrong going on in our world, but they don't know why. They just can't put it together. But our Bible gives us the full picture. It's like a jigsaw puzzle. God has the full picture. But when you buy a jigsaw puzzle, it comes a box that's usually all broken up, and you've got to put it together. Now, some people may have two or three pieces right, and some people are not quite sure if that's the sky or the sea, but they finally work it out. But with God's Word, we can put the whole picture together. With God's Word, He reveals to us the truth, and the truth will set you free. So I remember talking to one guy, and uh, he was quite impressed about some of the stuff I was sharing with him, even though it wasn't me. And sometimes people like that, oh, you know, I want to help out, but I just don't know what to say. I, I, I don't know enough and all that. Well, find somebody that does. Yeah, there's lots of tapes and videos and things these days you can share. So that's what I did. I bought the whole series of uh, Barry Smith's tapes and started just handing them out. Well, people got interested very quickly. They go, wow, this makes sense. This makes so much sense. I had no idea. 
And so, uh, you know, I had an opportunity then to invite them to church. I said, well, because they said, where'd you get this stuff from? I said, church. What? Church? Yes, church. Church actually knows something about this, you know. And uh, so I invite them along, they get saved. And uh, I think in that time, there's about 20 odd people coming to Christ just through sharing material. It got so much that this particular guy that I was um, impressed upon so much, he starts telling his whole neighborhood. So he told me to come to his house one night and he said, look, I've been going up the street and getting some of my mates to come over for a, a little talk and stuff and a little presentation I, I want you to give. I don't know. I wasn't a pastor then. I was just like, well, thanks a lot. Uh, you know, I was a youth leader. That was about it back then. And um, he says, look, no, no, they're all coming. We're going to be in our garage. We had a garage there, a rows of seats, like a mini church in a garage. It was incredible. <laughs> and, I, and he just put me on the spot. I had no idea. He says, well, just get up and tell them something. And I said, you get up and tell them something. <laughs> and so we uh, started talking. So he knew a bit of the stuff. So he started sharing a bit. And, and then I started sharing something. And, uh, and I didn't know where he was going with this and what he wanted me to do because I didn't know any of these people. And he says, no, no, lead them to Christ now. I go, Oh, okay. So I said, so there's all these unchurched people just in this garage, and uh, it wasn't like a nice clean garage either. It was we're building engines in there and pulling gearboxes apart and all sorts of stuff. Um, they're, they're sitting there listening to all this information, and uh, suddenly here I am leading them into prayer. I said, if you want to receive Jesus right now, just bow your head and close your eyes. And and as I'm, I said, you know, and I, I gave a little call, and two hands went up there, and. I thought, this is amazing. This is just like off the cuff. But this is what happens. When you start talking the truth, people want to know the truth. People honestly want to know the truth. You know, sometimes it's uncomfortable. Sometimes it's not what you really want to hear, but it's not going to help you if you don't find the truth. So we are living in times where we are being bombarded with fear and all sorts of uncertainties. So this morning, one of the most controversial subjects, and you may all have different opinions on this, and that's fine. I'm not here to make you think one way or another. I want you just to seek the truth. Seek the truth on this. So I'm talking this morning on the subject of climate change. People go, ooh, climate change, he's going there. My goodness me, he's game. First up, I want to ask you, because we are bombarded with a whole lot of range of things talking about climate change, I want to ask you the question, should we be concerned? You know, one commentator asked this, uh, sorry, explains it this way. He said, God, as a Christian, should we be concerned? God accomplishes all his work by speaking. God said and everything happened. God's power is more than sufficient to create and maintain the creation. We need not worry that God is running out of gas or that creation is a precarious state of existence. God's creation is robust, is existence secure. God does not need help from anyone or anything to create or maintain the world. No battle with forces of chaos threatens to undo the creation. God said, let, uh, let the earth put forth vegetation, plants, yielding seed, fruit trees of every kind on every, and bear fruit with the seed in it. And so it was. God creates everything. Here this guy said, why are you worrying as if somebody else has control over this whole world? Yes, there's certainly some evil forces at work, but why are you worrying? God has control. God speaks the word, and it is. He's not suddenly threatened by um, Klaus Schwab and the World Economic Forum. He's, not, he's going to expose all those guys. It already is being exposed. And if you don't know who those are, it's important that you look them up because they are the ones behind 
all this uh, created mess that we're living in right now, and I'll explain some of that a bit further. But when we understand who God is and we go to Him, He is our source, we need not fear about anything because He's got everything under control. Do you think God's really scared about climate change? I don't think so. I don't think so. Sure, there's our part in the whole thing of uh, looking after the planet because God tells us in Genesis 1.28, Um, It says, and God blessed them and said, God said to them, be fruitful, multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion. So we're told to have dominion, look after everything, the animals, everything. And then it says in Genesis 2.15, and Jehovah God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to work and to keep it. So we're asked to look after the land, not pollute it. You know, there's a lot of changes in our whole farm industry right now. You know, we genetically modify crops. It just goes on and on. Not good stuff at all. Um, when you start looking into all that, you'll just see how things have changed for the worse. But God had made it for good. We, we're certainly uh, worried about, and you know, I don't know what they're doing with these plastic bags, paper bags, everything bags. It keeps going around in cycles, doesn't it? One minute we're on paper, and then we're on plastic. We're on. Pla- I don't know what's going on there. Sure, you know, we've got to look after the planet, and I. I don't disagree with that. Plastic bags, you know, floating in the sea, killing uh, sea creatures and things, not good. You know, I don't like the whole thing, even Roundup. Chemicals that we spray. Uh, Roundup's been in the courts of America, if you're not aware of that. Uh, it's caused cancer for many people. Uh, they've been taken for millions of dollars because it's been proven that it can cause cancer. And we're spraying it everywhere. We need to be aware of these crooks that are putting this stuff out. They know it causes cancer, but they don't care. I think it's great that we have recyclable goods. It's a great way of looking after our environment as we uh, depend on clean water, clean air, and fertile soils. So there's our part to play in this whole climate issue in that sense. But the case is, should we be scared? No. The world is fearful, but we are not of this world. The Bible tells us we are not of this world. We're in this world, but we're not of this world. We're only passing through this world, right? There's... Well, our destination's heaven. 1 Peter 3.14 says, uh, Do not fear their fear, nor be troubled. Right now, there's a lot of fear out there amongst people that have no idea. And it says, Do not fear their fear, nor be troubled. Don't worry, God's got it all under control. So let's have a look at this uh, climate change whole deal. Is it real? Well, that's a big question, isn't it? Is it real? If you listen to the World Economic Forum and the UN and all those sort of bodies that have been pushing it for a long, long time, they will say, yes, it is true. But let's look back further. In the 2000s, we had Al Gore with the Inconvenient Truth. He put out a video, the Inconvenient Truth, with all this fear-mongering. You know, that uh, uh, things like rising uh, sea levels, uh, increased tornadoes, uh, new ice age in Europe. He had a whole load of these things. And guess what? Not one of them came true. Not one. Not one. And that's of, of 2018. So Al Gore scared the whole world about these predictions. But if only people had gone to the Word of God, they would see that this is not going to happen. God's in control here. I will say, however, that the evil forces do have control over the weather. There are certain things you may not be aware of they can control. They can create earthquakes. They can control weather patterns, and it's been in the news even with seed clouding and all that sort of stuff. I'll just show you one weapon, if you can bring up that harp weapon. 
If there's a picture of that somewhere. Did you get that one loaded? The harp weapon is in Alaska, and there's a few of them around the world, and uh, is based on Nikola Tesla's technology. And uh, looks like I have trouble there. Um, and they have an ability to change weather patterns, and that's a fact. I've even seen documentaries on it from people that work in the place, and they show you how. Here we go. Here's the harp weapon. They're able to affect cloud patterns and cause storms and all that. About 10 years ago, a, a high-level general actually said the um, the warfare that we will see in the future by 2020, 2025, will not be fought by bullets and guns. It will be fought by weather. We will control the weather. We can create tornadoes. We can control all sorts of stuff. So you can do some research. I won't go along on that, but uh, that's called the harp weapon. And it's harp standing for, I forgot what it stands for now. It's a long thing. But anyway, so first of all, we, uh, we brought, the world was brought into fear by Al Gore with his 10 global warming predictions which never happened 16 years later. And then we changed the phrase global warming. You remember global warming was very much the thing. Oh, global warming, we're going to fry, we're going to do this, we're going to die. All these predictions, I could send, I had a whole page when I was doing some research on this, hundreds of predictions made by so-called scientists and not one of them were right. Not one of them right. And you can do your own research there, look up false predictions, uh, global warming. And they realised they had a problem because there's an agenda behind it. When you understand the global warming was an agenda, it's not about actual fact, you'll start to see it come undone. So basically, they've been trying to state that the hottest temperature in Australia was, I think, this year in January, but that's not true. The Bureau of Meteorology, Meteorology, I can't get that word out, <laughs> um, they actually took off their site some early um, documents that showed you the hottest temperature ever in Australia. Does anybody know the hottest temperature recorded in Australia? I don't think any of you are old enough to know. Okay, can you just put up uh, in Burke in Australia? Here we go, that's an actual factual, factual document. document. It got to a highest reading of 125, that's uh, Fahrenheit, which works out, I think, to 51.7. Hottest temperature in Australia was recorded in January 3rd, 1909. That's important to realise that because they've been trying to make us believe it's a, a latter thing that's been happening. Okay, okay the, the second ho hottest temperature was in White Cliffs. Have you got that one? You can put that up there. White Cliffs, January 12th, 1939, where it got to 51.1. Once again, these were removed from the records, but I got my hands on them. <laughs> I just want you to see actual factual material. And this is what I ask you to do. Do your own research. I don't expect you to believe anything I say. Well, I do, but I hope you do, because I do my research. People that know me, I'm a researcher. Okay, so I'm not going to uh, just make things up. But I want you to understand this. And uh, so there's a lot of conjecture. There's a lot of talk and whatever. But you'll, when I move on a bit further, I'll get on to a little bit about the agenda. But firstly, I just want you to hear, because we've heard so much from scientists on the news saying global warming's happening now, global they had to change it actually because they realised global warming wasn't happening now, it was actually happening, it's always happened over time, ups and downs through history. They found patterns in the 1400s, they found hotter days than we've had now. And in fact, we're going calling. Now this was a, an issue for those in power that had the agenda go, how are we going to keep fooling people? You know, because it's not actually, there's proof now there's not warming and uh, there's just spots of warming up and down Oh, let's call it climate change. That will cover everything. Yeah, because climate change, climate does change every day. We have winter, summer, 
spring, autumn, the climate's always changing. So they use words. Once again, I said the other week, they use words very carefully and cunningly to deceive you. So I want to hear from a uh, John Coleman. He's passed away since. But here's a little news clip, and I want to show you if you've got that video ready there, Carly. Uh, but basically, what he goes on to say, he goes, the guy says, what about the, 90, the consensus of 97% of scientists agree global warming is happening? He says, well, I can explain that. And basically what he says is most of these scientists are funded by groups. They need funding to, to survive. And he said, if you're being funded, you're going to go along with a the narrative they want you to produce. And he said, that's what's been happening, basically. Here's a scientist, a weather scientist, and he further on in the video says, um, global warming is not happening, people. It's not happening. So... Unfortunately, I don't know what happened there. <laughs> That's not happening either. But in that video, he, he speaks a lot. You can find it up on, on uh, YouTube if you look up, uh, uh, what was his name? John, I've lost his name now, John Coleman. John Coleman, he had a lot to say on that. But let's have a look now, thinking about the whole deal we're talking about, carbon tax and carbon, worries about carbon emissions and all those sort of things. Well, let's just bring it back just to the very basics for a moment. Are CO2 levels dangerous and do we need to cut them 50, by 50% 50 by 2050? Because this is what they'll be saying, the agenda. By 2050, we want all emissions cut by 50%. I want to say without carbon dioxide, a plant would basically starve even if you had a sunny spot, lots of water and even extra fertilizer. We need carbon dioxide. Whenever there's high levels of carbon dioxide, plants flourish. That's a proven fact. We breathe out carbon dioxide, plants flourish on it, and they reproduce um, oxygen for us to breathe. That's how God's made us. It's God's design. So don't be fooled by the lies of, of what these people are telling you. They show you lots of pictures of these smokestacks going up and all this. A lot of them, some aren't even uh, a pollutant either. So they're just trying to put this fear onto you that we need to reduce levels, we need to do this, we need to do that, whatever. So as you look into these sort of things, you'll start to see there is an agenda at play. Let's just see what they've tried to say about climate change to scare you. If you bring up uh, the first one, Australian Ambassadors for Women and Girls, this came out just the other week. The consequences of climate change can exacerbate the risk of sexual and gender-based violence, especially those facing intersecting forms of discrimination, including Indigenous women and girls. Listen to Australia's annual statement discussion on women's rights. Here she is, the Australian ambassador, saying that sexual and gender-based violence can occur through climate change. Wow, it's amazing what climate change can do, isn't it? Unbelievable. Let's have a look at a report from, I've just got some random ones, and look, there's thousands of these things. Let's have a look at one, the UK Government Report 2019. UK Government 2019 report states, all UK airports must close within the next 10 years. Beef and lamb is to be banned, and construction of new buildings must cease in the name of climate change. Oh my goodness. Of recent days, we've seen the World Economic Forum uh, come to play through the Dutch farmers, through the Dutch government. Uh, I did have a video on that, but it was a bit too long. I don't know if you're aware what's going on in the Netherlands right now. The Dutch government announced that it wanted to cut 50% of its nitrogen and ammonium emissions by 2030. Interest in 2030, because that's the start of the year of uh, the UN's Agenda 2030. A decision that would force at least 30% of the farmers out of business. Let's just show 
first of all, what they thought about that. What do the farmers think about that? Do they say, yes, that sounds like a good idea. Let's see what they did. They came out on the streets with their tractors and their farm equipment. Look, it goes for miles there. They went to Parliament House and sprayed manure on the Parliament. <laughs> because the official Dutch site on this subject says this, we want to combat climate change. The Dutch government wants to reduce the Netherlands' greenhouse gas emissions by 49% by 2030, compared to 1990 levels, and a 95% reduction by 2050. If you notice in all this talk, you'll hear them talk about reductions by 2030 and 2050, because this is all part of an agenda called the Agenda 2030, and also part of the early one, Agenda 21. There is a plan, people. There is a plan that they've been working on for a long time, and it's not a, nothing to do with the climate. It's nothing to do with protecting you. It's about controlling you. This is what they've, they've done all along. In fact, Walter C. Langer, a psych, psychological analysis they did on Adolf Hitler and his life, said this. Adolf, this is of Adolf Hitler. His primary rules were never allow the public to cool off, never admit a fault or wrong, never concede that there may be some good in your enemy, never leave room for alternatives, never accept blame, concentrate on one enemy at a time and blame him for everything that goes wrong. People will believe a big lie sooner than a little one, and if you repeat it frequently enough, people will sooner or later believe it. That is what's going on in our world. When we hear the news, that's why I say turn off the fake news, because it is actually brainwashing you to believe what they want you to. They have programmed this for a long time. They keep repeating the lie, repeat the lie, climate change, we're going to die in 10 years, put on Greta Thunberg on there, oh, you people, we will never forgive you, <laughs> and all this. It's all lies, it's all part of a propaganda. It's all propaganda to scare you to give over your sovereignty, to give over your rights. If you want to have a look at a good write-up on that, on the Creation Science uh, webpage, you'll see a lot of information. You can do a search on climate change. They've done a lot of articles there if you want to go into further, because they are true scientists. They will actually tell you how it is. And once again, they debunked all that sort of stuff. Unfortunately, the, uh, the people with the agenda have the media on their side. That's why you don't get to hear from these other scientists. You don't get to hear the true scientists. They don't even want to be debated about it. They want you to believe it, and that's it. They don't want you to discuss it. They want you to believe what you're being told, like be good children. But the most important thing in all this, you know, you can have a look at those, and I encourage you to do your own homework on it because you need to own this. You need to be ready to give an answer and a hope for those that ask you why are you in this time, why are you so not fearful, why are you coping so well? We need to also understand what God's Word says here in regards to this, which is the most important one. Genesis 8.22 says, While the earth remains, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, and day and night shall not cease. Let me read that again. While the earth remains, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, and day and night, shall not cease. That is a word from God. That is His truth. So don't worry about all these fear mongers. They cannot change what God has already put into power, into place. God sets the rules. God sets the agenda. They may have their evil agenda, but they will not last. They will be exposed. Ephesians 5.11 says, Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. For it is a shame even to speak of these things which are done by them in secret. But all things are uh, reproved are made manifest by the light, for whoever makes manifest is light. 
Therefore he asks, he says this, Awake sleep of ones and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give you light. See then you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. Redeem the time, because the days are evil. We are living in days of evil, and we need to go to our scripture. We need to daily read our word. We need to live from God's word, not from what the TV set tells you on Channel 7, Channel 9, Channel 10 News. Look, I've even known, um, speaking of somebody that's doing journalism, they're actually told now it's not about reporting the truth, it's about reporting a story that will sell. They don't care about truth. They want to sell papers, they want to sell whatever, and they will not tell you the truth. But God's Word tells us the truth, and in these times we need to actually start looking that stuff up. And that's why uh, we're bringing this series to you to expose a few things. Uh, like, but I'm going to launch after this one and hit some stuff in the book of Revelation so you can see for yourself what God has spoken to us as uh, a warning, but a warning which is good because we know the end. God does not want you to be fearful at all. He says, look, I'm just telling you this is going to happen, so it's no big surprise to you when it does, but look at the end, I'm coming back for you. I'm coming back for you. I will not leave you. I will not forsake you. I am here for you always. And when we grab hold of that, we don't need to fear, you know. I've got even family members that are fearful in this time, and, and I try to talk to them, but they don't listen because they believe the news over the Bible. And, and I said, well, you can play out your little game, and I'll, I'll play the truth, and you'll see the difference, the results and all that. But this morning, what I want to get out of all this, you know, like for you to do your own homework, do your own research, but have understanding that God is in total control, God's not like up in heaven going to the angels, oh my goodness, we've got water rising, levels rising around the world, what are we going to do? In fact, there's a lot of factors that create rising levels. We have activity from earthquakes, uh, the plates moving, all sorts of things can cause ups and downs, but statistically they've not really shown anything really that's worth mentioning. And then they try to put the fear in you about um, ice melting, you know, in the um, polar regions, you know, um, and we're going to get flooded. I will say to people, if you want to understand how that works, put an ice cube in a glass of water, fill it right to the top just so it doesn't overflow. What will happen when that ice cube melts? And people go, oh, it'll overflow. I said, no, it won't. It actually just decreases because water's expanded. Um, ice has expanded water, sorry, and it will decrease. So, in fact, if that ice melts, the levels will drop. So, but you're told differently. You're told differently. You need to do your own research, and that's why God has given us a brain to think things through and work things through. But this morning, the most important thing is, is that you have your life right with Christ because you're going to need to be in that place for where we're going in the next few months and the years with the uh, predictions that the Bible tells us. We know we're going to hit some rocky ground, but we know that He stands with us. He's always for us. And when you know He is by your side, you know not fear. I don't fear at all. I think it's exciting because I know what this brings. This brings one day closer to Jesus returning. One day closer to Jesus returning. And I want to ask you right now, I just want you to close your eyes, bow your head. I want to ask you the most important question that I can ask you. Have you given your life to Jesus Christ? Are you right with God this morning? If Jesus was to return, would you be ready? feels to return today. 
Are you ready for what is about to come? Have you put your hope in Him rather than your hope in the Channel 9 News? If you've never given your life to Jesus Christ this morning, I want to give you an opportunity. And that's one prayer away, just asking Jesus into your life, ask Him to forgive you of your sins. Ask Him to give you a new hope in Him. If you'd like to do that this morning, if you've never given your life to Jesus Christ, you've, or perhaps you did as a child, or perhaps you once did, but you've walked away and you want to come back, right now is your opportunity. And we do that just by acknowledging that, by just raising our hand wherever you are. If you want to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Saviour, if you've never done it, just raise your hand. I'll see that hand and I'll just pray for you. It's as simple as that. God is working on you this morning saying, yes, you're feeling that tug of the heart. That's God speaking to you. God will not twist your arm. God wants you freely to come to Him, freely. Thank you, Jesus. I want you to leave this place this morning being confident. Being confident in the Word of God. Being ready always to give an answer to, the, to everyone who asks you a reason for your hope. You are God's representatives here on earth to shine the light of Jesus and His love. You need to be that witness to all people. Let me just pray. Heavenly Father, I thank You this day. Father, I thank You for Your goodness towards us and we need not fear. You have everything under control. As the Word says, You spoke and so it was. You only have to speak and things are done. So Father, we do not fear, we do not worry, for we are not of this world. We're of a higher world. We're the Kingdom of God. Father, I thank You this day that we can put our trust and hope in You. And God, as we leave this place, we carry that light to the world. We carry that truth. We show the hope that is found in Jesus. Father, we give you all the glory this morning and all the praise in the mighty name of Jesus. And everybody said, Amen.